You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Broadway Gives Back Podcast. I'm your host, Jan Svensson. This podcast spotlights Broadway actors, shows, and organizations in their pursuit of social impact and philanthropy. Join us as some of the brightest lights on Broadway share their stories about their favorite charities and how they got involved, and the people and the causes who benefited from these philanthropic efforts. From his current role in Little Shop of Horrors to his Tony-nominated performances in Something Rotten, The Producers, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Addams Family, Spamalot, and many more, Brad Oscar is one of the funniest men on Broadway and off. For years, Brad has also supported an organization called Only Make Believe, an amazing charity that brings theater into special needs schools and hospitals throughout New York City and Washington, D.C., Brad, welcome to the Broadway Gives Back podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. I'm so happy to see you. Um, We get to see the video. It's cool. Um, (laughs) So before we dig into your work in theater and um, beyond, um, well, I just wanted to start with, well, how are you doing? I mean, it's been such a crazy few years and (laughs) Broadway's back, albeit there are a few hiccups here or there. And I just wondered how you feel in these days. I'm feeling, you know, fairly optimistic as far as little by little getting back on our feet as an industry, you know, live theater, uh, but also very aware of the the realities right now that it's, you know, trickier than ever uh, as far as costs go for everyone in some capacity, right? Um, and uh, certainly tourism in the city, people coming, you know, to go to the theater and 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 obviously the lack of uh, so much business that moved outside of the city or is now all remote, you know. So we're we're adjusting in in many ways uh, here on Broadway, off Broadway, obviously in the city as a whole, and all across the country, all across the world, if you will, right? As far as yeah. live theater, which ultimately is the most dependent on us all gathering together. And uh, so yeah, so it was it was so taken away from us. It's you know it's coming back. It's coming back little by little, but uh, but I'm very grateful right now to yeah to be able to be on stage and doing something and having a ball, um, you know, at a great off Broadway house. There is something wonderful about just mm. doing a show for, you know, 280 people um, sharing that experience together. Uh, so um, so yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a show that's doing well, and I'm very very happy to be there. Very blessed <laughs> to have a job at home in the city, um, yeah, and continue to work right now. Yeah. Well, that's very nice. I know that a lot of people are feeling 
pretty low these days with everything going on in the world, our country and the economy and rights oh, being taken away that, and racism yeah. and anti-Semitism. And I mean, I don't know, yeah. I don't want to keep going, but I just wondered, speaking of going, like what keeps you going and what keeps you giving? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we all go through our days. And so it's all about how you certainly how you how you treat people, how you deal with the world, how, you know, in your immediate world. I mean, of course, your your job, the people you get to work with, the people you encounter, your your family, your spouse, your, you know, that's where, I mean, certainly most of my my base of, of support and or love and positive energy, if you will, you know, all that stuff mm -hmm. is is I'm very, again, very grateful to have, to have that, um, because it is very dark and scary sometimes. And so I just try to come back to like, what is important. And that's the, the what, what can I do? What can I take care of? What am I responsible for? And that's, you know, the way I go about my day, the way I treat the world in that way. And of course the people I have around me and appreciating that and, and, uh, just trying to find the good in all of that when there is so much negative and believe me, tempering a lot of, anger and resentment and just such uh, frustration with uh, mm. yeah how violent opposed yeah. we are you know yeah anyway yeah. so yes it's a lot it's a lot um but yeah and then at the end of the day uh, literally getting to just go and play dress up and sing and dance and make people laugh <laughs> and tell a great story which you know at the end of the day man is what i you know always wanted to do and right now is in its own way as important and believe me, that can lead us right into the conversation about why only make-believe is so important, the healing power of the arts. And that is a huge thing. And in its own way, it happens every day at the West Side Theater with Little Shop. And certainly mm -hmm. the organization we're going to talk about takes that to its highest power, to its greatest, if you will. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I want to talk about that, but I want to go, I want to go somewhere else for a minute before we get yeah, yeah. there. Um, you know, talk about the healing power of um, of the theater. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you remember this or not, but um, in 9-11, um, um, you were in the producers and I was at the Broadway League and we all worked on that uh, public service campaign to bring mm -hmm. theater back and to really yeah. raise the spirits and the morale of people in New York and also all across the country. You yeah. also came back 10 years later and you were in our sort of 10th year anniversary of the yeah, uh, right. the public service campaign that we did. Mm -hmm. But I remember that night, the Thursday night after 9-11, um, the 13th, and like it was yesterday, and being at the producers mm -hmm. and just the amazing, palpable feeling of connection, mm -hmm. of shared grief, but also shared laughter. And and right. you were so such an important part of that. Yeah. And I wondered, you know, I mean, to me, that was such a demonstration of how theater heals um, in right. some ways and that connectivity. I just wondered if you had any memories of that time of that night or that period of time. Oh, my God. I mean, the intensity of that, that, the, you know, those days were so crazy. And so, you know, yeah, from moment to moment, right? Nobody knew what was going to happen. I mean, this sense of... Right of just the uncertainty of it all. And, um, but you know, when it was decided, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to work. We're going to get, you know, we're going to try to get the city back on its feet in the, in the many ways that it, that it needed to. And, and, uh, you know, I don't like special shows, you know, something like opening night, closing night, someone's mm -hmm. last performance, something that makes the night 
you know, special is, is, you know what I'm saying, just nights that are yeah. heightened in other ways. You're not just doing the show because there is so emotion involved in what we do. There is such connective tissue. Obviously, it's all you've got to work with is, you know, who you are and what you're doing. And so when that, when then, the, the you know, you're, you're out there and I know for me, there's always part of my, you know, my mind that knows what's going on and what's happening. And, oh, this is so-and-so's letter, or, oh, this is cl the closing of this performance, or, mm. oh, my God, we're just trying to get back to work. And should we be laughing on this night, mm. September 13th? Should we be doing this? Um, the, you know, the crazy ways in which we made little tweaks in the show for a couple weeks, as far as the bomb sounds and the gunshots and stuff, because we were all very sensitive to that. And so, you know, that becomes like suddenly a strange weird thing because all of a sudden you're doing the show and something's not there uh and you're mm. immediately do you, you know you know why it's not um so um yeah i remember you know again just trying to stay in the moment um you know and again everybody had their personal story my folks were in italy on vacation in italy so my folks were you know couldn't get home at that moment and you know thank god we're fine and it all played itself out but so, you know, so I was dealing with, you know, so that was there as well that evening, of course, yeah. in my mind, what was how, you know. Um, so, yeah. Do you remember Do you remember Rocco Landisman's speech before the show? Um, I mean, not verbatim. I mean, but I do. No, but do you remember, like, I just remember he talked about just the healing power of theater. Right. Yes, and exactly. How, and how there. weird it was to be there that night and how difficult it was for the actors, but also yeah. for the audience members. But yeah. there was this amazing sort of spirit that connected yeah. us all that night. Yeah. 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 No, it was a very, uh, certainly a very special night and a, and a, you know, starting the, that journey back. Yeah. 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 So before we talk about, um, the charity stuff, I just wanted to, for the sake of our listeners, um, ask you a few questions about you, sure. um, like kind of rapid fire, but you know, it doesn't have to be that rapid. It doesn't have to be that rapid. Okay. Um, what are three words that you would say would that you would use to describe yourself? Oh geez. Oh geez. Uh I guess oh geez, oh no. Um <laughs> wow, three words. oh wow. That's you know, that's sort of that's I find these questions. It's really hard. I went to dinner with a bunch of girlfriends. Right? Um, I was in Berlin a few, a few oh, weeks ago, and I made everybody go around the table and do this. It was so difficult, but we did it. it. You know what my grandfather used to say? My grandfather used to say, you're as many different people as the number of people who know you. In other words, some people are going to say, Brad is X, Y, and Z, and someone's going to say, Brad is, you know, this, that, and the other. So it's... Um, so for me to try to, like, objectively look at myself and say, Brad is this, this, and that... Brad is, 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 well, I hope, you know, Brad is, uh, just three words though. Jeez. Brad is hungry. Well, I hope that I am kind. I hope that I am funny. I certainly do appreciate, you know, a good sense of humor and what that means to, to, you know, get through life, much less what I love to do on stage. So let's say kind and funny and uh, and hungry. I'll go with hungry because okay. then somebody might and that's bring funny me too. Food. Somebody might bring me food. <laughs> uh, what is the thing that scares you the most? Or uh, I'll even modify it. What are one of the things that scare you? Yeah, right. The most? Exactly. I guess like isolation, and I mean that in the way that like not being able to connect, you know, with some to be, you know, and not necessarily again to be alone. Uh, or to be lonely, certainly. Yeah, it's sort of a word that I that 
sort of comes to my mind because I remember certainly during these last couple of years that the thing that I, that really I noticed so much about what I do and who I am was that connective tissue between uh, other performers, between an actor and an audience, between just, again, just going through life, having, going to mm -hmm. dinner with friends, going to, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, so the idea of that being taken away, the idea of, you know, and again, thank God, I had my extraordinary husband and we, we survived beautifully in that way. And I was so blessed again and very lucky to have someone. But yeah, but the idea of, you know, that being taken away scares me in a way that I'd like to be like, uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think I'll know the answer to this question, but um, what is the thing, person, or place that brings you the most joy? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess, yes, my husband, certainly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my husband in that yeah. respect, again, because yeah. yes, to, to have found someone that you, you know, want to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. And then, you know, just being out, you know, being on, doing the thing and connecting with, an, you know, with an audience is, is also, of course, very, very joyful. What does the word philanthropy or the idea of social activism mean to you personally? Well, again, I think it starts with how you go through your daily life because philanthropy often to me implies a financial, uh, you know what I mean? That, that if you're philanthropic, you are somehow financially helping and or benefiting others or a, a cause or whatever. Um, and there are obviously so many other ways that one can be, you know, philanthropic, I think, and help. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, the way you, 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 you yes, the, the way, um, and then I guess the way you can pay it forward, if you have been blessed or fortunate or have the ability to do something that may bring joy and or, you know, solace to others. Um, yeah. Was that modeled for you growing up? Like, how, what was, like, did you see your community or your parents or relatives? Like, did somebody show you how to do this or was it something that came to you later in life? You no, know, I mean, I mean, as far as like, you know, my, my mother was part of an amazing group uh, in the 70s. It was called the 100 Club. And it was 100 women from the area outside of D.C. And they basically, that's mostly what, that's all, that basically all they did was sort of charitable. We delivered baskets, I remember, on Thanksgiving mm -hmm. morning or the day before Thanksgiving. I, I once went as a kid to do that, to deliver baskets to those, you know, who needed. They did, uh, they would do a couple, they would do some stage productions, but they all benefited, again, the, the group and the, what they did in that respect. So yes, again, being introduced at an early age to the idea mm -hmm. of that and what that was. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think most people yeah. would say that they saw it, they felt it, it was either in their DNA or they saw it modeled for them. And so yeah. they felt that it's yeah. just something that's part of what they do. Yeah. Yeah. And my grandfather too was very, um, uh, active in that way, uh, in, in DC and, and part of organizations too that were very helpful too. So yes, it was sort of part of the fabric of my life in many ways. Now that I think about it, it's funny. I don't think about mm -hmm. it until I'm asked. And so, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. So now let's talk about Only Make Believe. Yeah. Now, I just have to tell you, I had never heard of this organization. So I Googled it yeah. and I was sort of blown away. I have a daughter who's severely disabled and she lived at home with me until she was 14. And then I couldn't take care of her. So I had to put her into a residential program. But they have lots of activities in this program. And they actually even have a theater on their campus. And all I could think of was, why do I not know about this organization? So the first thing I did was call up the CEO of, of where the place where she lives. And I said, I think I have an amazing place 
you know, that we need to connect with an amazing charity um, that would be great for the residents at um, at this at, at this place. So I want to hear everything because I am <laughs> I'm interested um, on so many levels. Yeah. So first of all, tell us about Just Make Believe's mission and the vision. Um, let's start there. Yeah, well, again, it is, as, as we talked about, it's it's the healing power of of the arts. It's taking what we do, uh, storytelling in that way, to uh, a, as a form of escape, as a form of fantasy, as a form of, ideally, joy. And so Only Make Believe uh, goes into hospitals, facilities, schools. Um, it's broadening in scope. I hesitate. To, it's funny. I know as 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 you know, the years go by, certainly the last three years, the model has shifted a bit because we relied on live performance. So there's a lot going on. Um, but in general, the mission statement for children that are in some way uh, severely ill, disabled in a facility for an extended period of time, um, away from home in that way sometimes too, depending on where, where it is. Um, and what we do is we have an acting company there's a group of actors. I'm not one of the actors. I'm now I'm on the board. I was on the honorary board and I've participated in the benefits over the last 20 years. Uh, I have oh, wow. known about and been an active supporter of this organization. But now I'm a, I'm a real live board member. And um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, uh, the, we have a group of actors. They are, they're, they're the gold. They are the, literally the heartbeat of only make believe. Uh, the, it's a six week cycle, three actors per cycle. They return to the facility once a week for six weeks. So they establish a rapport and a relationship, ideally, with this group of kids. Uh, they are scripted, interactive shows. They come with a big trunk of props and costume pieces that the kids get to decide what they want to be, how they want to play. Um, it's, uh, you know, needless to say, it's it's very free form in how it can go. The last couple of years, we've shifted to online. And believe it or not, there are plenty mm. of facilities that have the ability, thank God, to that kids could participate from their room in some capacity. You know, they could raise their hand on Zoom. They could communicate in some way. Yeah. So, you know, we, we pivoted to try to keep going because, of course, we're, we're again, little by little, we are be able to re-enter facilities now. And, and hopefully that will continue on that pace because the live experience is really the ultimate and really the way that uh, this was built to work. Um, but yeah, we are expanding. We are finding that, as you say, there are, there are, you know, we, you, you start with just children, you start with a certain demographic and you see, of course, that in action and how it plays, but then you realize how much bigger that can be and how that affects again, different groups of people, different groups of people with certain disabilities and, or, um, uh, just, yeah, it's, it's really very special. I have, uh, I've seen many performances. Uh, ironically, my husband is a member of the acting company. So he's one of wow. the, you know, again, he does some of this work. Yeah. When, when he found out about it, we, we met, I brought him to some benefits. He has done children's theater. He has a brother who is developmentally disabled. It, it all adds up and he, uh, okay. and he's fantastic. And he's been doing that for over 10 years now. And so we are, yeah, we are truly an only make believe family in that way. And, uh, and again, he's doing the special stuff and it's, uh, and it's extraordinary. I have seen again, when we were in person, um, I have seen kids come into that room in a totally in their cocoon. They do not want to make eye contact. They want, they just don't want to be there. It's, 
And I have seen in, within the course, you know, of the hour, the transformation that can occur. And it's, it's truly remarkable. And it's, uh, yeah, it, uh, it's a very special thing. And so what's great is, you know, little by little, I mean, look, there are plenty of organizations out there, plenty of very helpful, philanthropic, wonderful, uh, organizations, but, um, but yeah, there is something very special, uh, about what we do because it is so direct and so hands-on in that way. Um, and you know, we're at well over 50 facilities now in the New York metropolitan area and with and a major base in DC, uh, as far as facilities down there and now expanding, you know, all across the country, every time, you know, we have our board meeting and we get our update on what's happening. You know, we have a facility, uh, you know, in Arizona and we have a facility now here, you know, that is, you know, and, uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we're looking to obviously, you know, uh, it's a, it's a tricky thing. And I know nothing about the logistics of, right. What it means as an organization like this does get bigger, but, um, but there is no question that something like this, uh, you know, if this could be happening, uh, at, at places all over the, the country, all over, uh, you know, there's no question that it makes things better. It makes things better. Yeah, absolutely. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wait, so tell me, so you got involved, you said 20 years ago? How did yes. you get involved? Like I why? A, a dear friend of mine um, introduced me to Dina Hammerstein, who founded this organization. So Dina Hammerstein uh, was the daughter-in-law of Oscar Hammerstein. She was married to Jamie Hammerstein. I was figuring that was a name we knew, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and uh, uh, Dina... Yeah, Dina started Only Make Believe in, I think it's 2000 or 2001. Again, don't get, you know, don't quote me here. But but literally, I think it was like a year or two before I, because uh, 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 I think I did their second benefit. And I believe that mm. was 2001, but it could have been 2002. So don't quote me. But anyway, so <laughs> I was introduced to the organization. They were putting together a benefit. I said, you bet. I would love to be a part of that. And uh, I sang whatever I sang. I think I was doing the producers at the time. So I'm mm -hmm. sure perhaps I did something from the producers. And then uh, subsequently, almost every year, I know there were a couple years I was away. I was on tour. Uh, there were various uh, several years along the way. But for the most part, every time the beginning of November rolls around, uh, if I'm in town and I know once or twice I actually came into town specifically because I could make mm -hmm. it work. Um, yeah, I'm I, I've been a part of the evening. And uh, gosh, and you talk about, you know, yeah, what, what, who, what is Brad? And when Brad's funny, let me tell you, the stress of having to find a number to do with these benefits now when you do them every year and everyone's like, oh, Brad's going to do something funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> so yeah, I'm not worried nice, about that. A lot of stress. Oy. But um, but Wait, yes. before we talk about the benefit, can you just take me through, take us through like an example of, you know, going into like one of these hospitals or one of these, um, you know, facilities for people with special needs and like, just tell me exactly like how it works. So there's, you said there are three actors that go in, but like, are there people, is there like, are you in a multi-purpose room? Are you in a cafeteria? Are you in like, like, how does it work? <laughs> That's the thing. And that's why these actors, these three actors are rock stars, because they're not only doing the show, mind you, they're setting up, they're knocking down, they're dealing with whatever the variables of the space may be. So that's uh -huh. going to change all the time, right? Some facilities are much more equipped or have a place, for, you know. So, yeah, uh, but basically they set up, you know, they set up a big screen that they can be behind to make entrances and exits and change clothes for them. Uh, you know, the big trunk goes in front. I mean, it's a very basic setup as far as that goes. They have a boom box, so they have their music and they they have the cues of whatever that's going to be and mm -hmm. um, whichever show they're doing. They have, as I said, these are scripted interactive shows that that so they're all, you know, they've memorized that, obviously. And yet again, any, you know, things happen and that's part of the yeah, art. I was say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is, you know, yeah, you're thinking on your feet in that way. Um, is there participation by like either the kids that are patients or the kids that are you're you're performing for? Are they part of the show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are they are a part of it. It's it's an interactive, yes, ideally. Now, again, every situation is going to be different and they are prepared mm. to do the show however it plays out. But ideally, Yes, part of the way the storytelling goes involves these kids, if they are able to come up, to put on these costume pieces, to play with props, to help the actor in a certain situation accomplish a certain goal in the story kind of thing, mm. so that they become a part of the show as well. So yeah, that's the, that's the idea, you know, again, which makes, my God, Zoom such a difficult thing because, you know, it's, as we know, it's not, <laughs> it's just not the best way for us to communicate, but the flip side of it is, it enabled us to at least continue, you know, again, to try to do what we do and adjust on the fly and have people who were, you know, very smart to to reconceive and or write some shows specifically for the, this, the Zoom platform, because right. yeah, knowing the parameters now of how we had to do what we were doing, yeah. Right, just make sure they're, they're not on mute. Um. It's yeah. so funny after all these years of zooming yeah. now, people are still on mute like yeah. half the time and you're like, you're yeah. on mute, you're on mute. <laughs> um, so, and the kids are, their kids ages from like all different ages. All different ages. Yeah. And all different. And I'm assuming different abilities and varying yep. Yep. types of, yeah. yeah. It really, yes, it really runs the gamut. And, uh, and as I said, it's expanding, you know, in, I mean, cause I know we're going to schools and I'm not exactly sure again, what the situations are, but, but, but yes, uh, trying to yeah, also expand outside of just hospitals and medical facilities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. I'd love to talk to Diego about this one day. Cause, um, yeah. as I said, my daughter is, has a, you know, many different, um, you know, disabilities, but mm -hmm. she's also developmentally delayed and, um, can't speak. Um, but you know, she, you know, she's so joyful. She's my right. happiest child, right. as I right. always say. Right. Um, right. But, you know, I think it's so interesting to be able to be able to leverage what you do right. and be able right. to communicate in a way right. that, you know, is probably something that that they don't have the opportunity to do. And and I, I was thinking about like patients, like cancer patients, like kids, 
you know, yeah. theater and and make believe and pretend is such an important therapeutic tool too, right? Exactly. Oh, unquestionably, unquestionably. And it's yeah, and it, it it's yeah, the, which is why it feels like oh wow, we we've forgotten that in a way, and or you know, or we've forgotten some of these people, some of these children who really could you know use this the most in that way. It's, it's fascinating. It's something that that obviously goes to a different part of the brain, a different part of the, you know, the conscience, if you will. Um, and especially, again, in, in, in when when one is compromised, I think, when one sees the world or hears the world differently, there's something mm. about, I think, fantasy. There's something about make pretend and play. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just know that, again, I've seen it in action. And, uh, and I sort of feel it. I mean, I think it's part of being a performer as well. That heightened, just that sense of something <clears throat> bigger than yourself, if you will, when you're able to sort of lift off and it takes flight in that way. It just, it's a different place, you know, to exist. Yeah, I do. People. I mean, well, I yeah. think it's that energy exchange, right? Because exactly. I think about like my daughter. You say, exactly. It is cyclical that way. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, my yeah. daughter is, she can't really watch TV. Like it's too, the sensory, it, it's just like bombards her sensory system and she, mm -hmm. she can't, she's like, it doesn't process right. for her, but yet like live in person stuff, you know, right. like she gets it. And I do think it's partly because of that exchange of molecules or whatever right. it is we're exchanging. Right. Exactly. No, but to be in the same space, to breathe the same air, to share in a way that you, you can only share when it's live. Exactly. Is, right. Yeah, it's very special. Well, speaking of live, you guys are having a live gala on November 14th. We are. Um, back I, on Broadway. John Oliver is hosting. John um, Oliver is hosting. Tell us, a, yeah. tell us all about it. I want the all the details. Time, I think John Oliver's hosting. It's been the second or third time. Yeah, yeah. He's just wonderful, and, and we're so grateful to have him. Um, yeah, we're back on Broadway. It's actually called, I think, back old and make believe back on Broadway because, uh, yes, it's been three years. Needless to say, what a, what a time it's been. Where are you? Where are you on Broadway? Where, what we, oh, 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 and even better. We're at the St. James Theater, which is oh, home, home away from coming home for I'm both the producers say. and something rotten. Yeah, so I couldn't That's be perfect. happier. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we actually have we've uh, we've done it at the St. James. Uh, again, at least once before while I was doing something rotten. So that was 2015 or 16. Um, but yeah, it's a terrific house. It's of course, one of the classic Broadway theaters and, um, and, uh, you know, a terrific, uh, I'm happy to say that I, you know, I know a lot of the guys who were on the crew at that, at that house and, and, uh, and a fabulous, fabulous crew, really good people. And, uh, you know, yeah. So yes, we're thrilled. We're at the St. James theater Monday night, November 14th. Um, yes, we have a great lineup. Uh, if I start down the road, I'm going to forget someone. Um, but I, uh, I know Montego Glover, who's currently starring in Into the Woods right there at the St. James. In that theater. Yes. Us, and, uh, Orfe and Andy Carl. And, oh, I should have this in front of me because now see, I'm, yeah, it's always a great evening because we, you know, look, the, the idea is to give people, you know, give people a great show for you know, about an hour, hour 15, whatever the actual show is. We have a great variety of performers and numbers. Um, and then, you know, and then go to, you know, a great party next door, assuming that people buy the tickets that, you know, includes the party at John's Pizza, which is a terrific party. Um, and yes, and I'm excited to say, and I think I can say this, that I'm going to be doing a number from Little Shop with my <gasps> co-star Rob McClure. So that's oh. going to be really fun because it, uh, 
uh, yeah, it'll actually be a song from show, which is fun to get to do as opposed to just coming out and doing a number in a cabaret setting or whatever. Um, so yes, I'm excited about that. That's yeah. excited. I just found actually the page that talks about some of the people that are going to be oh. in the show. And you were right. Hey. Andy Carl or Faye, right. best level. Um, you, um, right. Montego, um, Catherine Allison, um, yes. Rob McClure. So yes. yeah, yes. a great lineup yes. and, uh, yeah. And hosted by, um, John Oliver, yeah, who's by John, brilliant yeah. and kind and amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's very exciting. It, it, you know, it's a wonderful night and it's a, it's a great exposure for people to get to know a little bit more about the organization as well. Um, because needless to say, that's half the battle is getting the word out and people's awareness. And one thing leads to another and someone knows this person and, you know, we make connections and connective tissue. And, uh, uh, yes, as you know, as you're saying as well, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. I'm super excited about this. So, yeah. um, yeah. I wondered, you know, you talked about how it was a friend of yours who got you into this organization and I wondered, you know, you also support a lot, you support Broadway Cares and, and well, the former yeah, Actors Fund, yeah, which is yeah. now the Entertainment exactly. Community Fund. Very yeah. easy to say, not really. But I just wondered, how do you choose the causes to support? Because I'm sure you're asked all the time to do things. And I'm sure you also are sitting at home, you know, on your phone, scrolling through the news and going, you know, oh my God, yeah. this is like, I'm upset yeah, about this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, how sure. do you make, how do you sure. like, sure. whether it's, you know, emotional or intellectual, how do you make decisions about well, I mean, what and probably, who to support? You know, it's, I was about to say, I think it's like both. It, it's, it's, it's whether it triggers me obviously emotionally in a way or, because there is so much you can't, you know, you can't sit and, and calibrate. Well, this is more important than that. And this means more than that. So, you know, we each make our choices as to what, what it is that we're passionate about, whether it's affecting us directly, whether we're, we're, whether we're helping a friend. I mean, you know, we're living in a world now where people do have the ability when they have medical issues in a society that does not take care of, uh, you know, it's, it's as far as our healthcare system, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. uh, when you have friends who have health issues and bills that are ridiculous, that need help covering, uh, that's, you know, immediately, you should, my God, of course, thank God, to be in a position where you can throw someone $100, you know, I mean, in that way, that's something like that. So those are things that, of course, I, I, I feel strongly about. And um, it is nice to, to have a specific, in this case, a, a charitable organization that I can champion in a way beyond just, you know, being fond of them or what they do and and donating or whatever that I can take more of a a part in the advancement of you know people knowing about this and 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 mostly look my job I'm a board member not because I'm bringing in tons of money and a lot of our board members are wonderfully connected passionate people who are also just as fabulous I mean you know about getting you know getting grants getting money to come in because that's what we that's what we do obviously that's what mm -hmm. we need and so that's part of what a board in a charitable organization is always about so i'm not mm -hmm. there for for ac my access to to you know money as far as that goes um i'm there to uh as you know when certainly our galas our other events maybe during the year that are entertainment centric or something like that to you know just add my point of view my support and whatever logistics i can help uh, you know, make it all happen. And I couldn't be happier to, to serve in that capacity and then, you know, really be a spokesman for the organization as I am right now. And, and, uh, yeah, whenever I can be. You bring up a really good point, And that is that, you know, not all of us can write a big check or even a small check. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we have other, you know, capabilities that can help 
and make us philanthropists, right? Yeah. So oh. I was going to ask you, like, what's your advice to people listening today about becoming activists or philanthropists? Well, I mean, I guess, again, when you find something that, that means something to you that you're passionate about, um, you know, I'm sure there are endless volunteer options in, in, in you know, in many uh, of these organizations, certainly, because, uh, again, that you know, the, you, the money that's coming in, you want to put to as good use as you can. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that's why we know there's a lot of volunteer work that, that obviously benefits, you know, so many of these fabulous organizations. So, yeah, I guess you find, you know, if you really want to seek that out, I mean, you know, what a wonderful thing to maybe try to find something that you are passionate about and be able to put, you know, a nice amount of effort behind that to, 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 again, do more than just, you know, write that check or whatever. There are so many ways, um, you know, my, my mother up until a couple of years ago, when the world changed, uh, volunteered at the children's Inn at NIH in, in uh, Bethesda, Maryland, uh, down where I'm from, um, uh, which introduced only make believe into their program. Some, I don't mm -hmm. know, seven or eight years ago as part of the DC expansion, but, you know, my mother would go to the inn once a week and work the desk and just help facilitate these families coming from all over the country with their sick children to try to find answers and cures. And, and uh, you know, and she was there to make just, and, and you know, my mom was, I'm, I know, and my aunt as well, the two of them would do it together. Mm -hmm. And I just know that they were, a, you know, two wonderful faces and presence and people to see when you walked into that facility as you were starting your journey, a very scary, you know, all that stuff. But um, but again, to see the ways in which that whole organization, that whole not organization, my God, what is that? You know, that's a thing. Yeah. And and to to see how that functions and to see how it, it only make believe slid right into exactly what they what they do, what they need to do, because it is a place where these children and their families come to, you know, to live for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so certainly as many uh, distractions and things that can, again, <clears throat> provide that kind of solace and that kind of escape for the family, as well as, of course, the patient. And uh, so, you know, again, those are ways in which, you know, my mom continued her, you know, her philanthropic mm -hmm. work, as you uh, if you will. Yeah. I mean, there's so many words for, you know, I don't like the word philanthropy yeah. necessarily, but yet... Yes. You know, her charitable work or her yeah. kindness yeah. or her, you know, yeah. do-gooding, whatever. Yeah. yeah, just taking <laughs> um, some give, time out of your day, your life, to think about back. someone else, to do something exactly, and to do something, yes, selfless in that way. Mm -hmm. And um, Yeah. But is, it, but is it really selfless? Because, you know, I've had this conversation where I feel like it's actually a little selfish because you, when you do something selfless, List mm -hmm, when you do mm -hmm, volunteer mm -hmm. or do yeah. something, you actually feel good about it, and it actually is a little selfish too. I think selfish in the sense that it's something that I'm feeling, sure. But I think feeling good yeah. about yourself is a, is a wonderful thing in that way from having done something. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so sure, sure, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it can be both. <laughs> it can be both. Exactly. Um, any any last words before we? Say goodbye and you. Oh no, just thank you. Here. I mean, no, it's just it's lovely to be here to be talking to you about about this as well. You know, I do you know some interviews and podcasts and stuff, and you talk about random things that are obviously yeah. all showbiz, mostly showbiz related. So it's really lovely to be here and talk, uh, you know, about this primarily and how, again, the, all that connective tissue and all of that stuff that that uh, yeah that that uh, yeah that is put to a higher power. So so I thank you for that. 
Well, thank you for all the work that you do. And uh, we really appreciate it. And I'm definitely contacting you guys about my daughter's program too. Yeah, no, please do. I mean, again, that's, that's part of, you know, how this organization is going to thrive is by, yes, by hearing from and, uh, and being able to, yes, expand in that way. And uh, yeah, that's what we're here for. Well, thank you. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Broadway Gives Back podcast. Broadway Gives Back is part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Special thanks to my producing partner, writer, editor, and friend, Jim Lochner. And thank you to everyone at BPN, including Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and Kimberly Garris. I'd also like to thank Julian Hills from the Bulldog Agency and Eric Becker from Broderick Street Music. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you stream your podcasts. You can also follow Broadway Gives Back on Facebook and Instagram at Broadway Gives Back Podcast and on Twitter at Broadway Gives. To learn more, visit bpn.fm slash Broadway Gives Back. Thanks so much. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.